Welcome to the future of XYZ. I'm your host, Lisa Grelnick, principal and founder of LVG & Co., an independent strategy consultancy based in New York City. Through quick and candid conversations with innovative leaders, we aim to foster new thinking and explore big questions about where we are as a world and where we're going. Hello and welcome to The Future of XYZ. We are here this week uh, with the amazing Susan McPherson. Susan is not only a very close friend, she is a serial connector, an angel investor, an amazing leader in corporate social responsibility, uh, and the founder of McPherson Strategies, which is a boutique communications consultancy dedicated to the intersection of business and social impact. Most of all, uh, very exciting, as part of the book release tour, uh, Susan just released uh, a book called The Lost Art of Connecting, which was released by McGraw-Hill just two days ago. So Susan, thank you so much for joining us on Future of XYZ. Lisa, I am so excited and I couldn't think of a better place to be today. Thank you. Well, thank you for that. So I think, you know, we're talking about the future of connecting. Uh, so what is connecting in this context? Well, it's interesting because a lot of people think of connecting as networking. And um, I don't want to come across as I am anti-networking because we all need to network um, professionally, maybe even a little bit personally. But when I think of connecting, I think of deep building deep, meaningful relationships uh, and not a numbers game, not how many likes or clicks you get on a particular article you post on LinkedIn or um, how many uh, DMs you get on a daily basis in, 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 your, in your Instagram, but rather the relationships that stand the test of time, that grow, that morph, that, that, that obviously expand and contract, but that actually the the people that keep showing up in your life and you keep showing up in their life. To me, that is connection. That's a really, it's a lovely way of putting it. The, there's like this interconnectivity of the connection, which is we, we flow in and out, right? And we know that there's a time element to this. Yes. It's, it's you know, we're talking about the future of, uh, on the future of XYZ and the future of connecting. I think before we start thinking ahead, you know, I want to look where we are now and why connecting is so important and why your book, frankly, is so timely. Sure. Well, it's funny. I originally, the impetus for the book originally was um, our over-reliance on technology, our mm -hmm. over-reliance on uh, counting our cred or our currency by the number of likes, by the number of followers, uh, as opposed to actually the deep, meaningful relationships that we have built over our, you know, 20, 30, 40, in my case, 56 years of life. And um, that was the notion of the book. And then I started writing the book and voila, the global pandemic happened. And guess what? We only had technology and clicks and likes and social media. So in some ways, the thesis of the book was kind of like turned upside down. But now, given the fact that we are finally after a year and it is around, it is about a year this week or yep. you know, this month, Absolutely. when we look out, there is a glimmer of hope. We are actually going to be together again. We are going to be able to hug again. We are going to be able to gather again. Uh, and so to me, we have this opportunity to actually reset. When in life do we have literally a do-over? 
Yeah. Not many times, right? I mean, if you look back at history, there's not been a whole lot of pandemics, at least you know, <laughs> not since 1918. So I think we can take a lot of the brilliance of the technology that we have perfected, the fact that you and I are sitting here um, tape recording this and, and having an almost real life experience, um, but also bringing the humanity back. Yeah. And to me, there's also this notion of, you know, other than obviously, you know, the millions of people who have in, exorbitantly suffered this past year uh, and, and many, many hundreds of thousands of people who've lost their lives, we all collectively have missed each other. We have missed our, our connections. And humanity. <laughs> We've missed yeah. humanity, right? Yes. So, you know, I don't think we're ever going to take for granted the time we have together physically. Um, the time we have together to actually get to know one another, the time together when we can actually look each other in the eyes. These are the things that I think as we look to the future are, are going to be possible again, but the technology is not going away. No, no. So the future in that, in that context of connecting is really about this soulful, deep meaning about not taking things for granted. And yet recognizing that technology allows us, you know, if your best friend is on the other side of the world, you may still not be able to give them a hug anytime immediately. You couldn't in a normal world either, but the technology allows you to stay close and connected like never before. Yes. I mean, I had, we've all had a birthday through this past year. And at my birthday celebration, one unique thing this year that actually was special is I had friends who joined the proverbial Zoom party from Australia and Europe at the same time. Neither one, of, there were a few, neither of them could have come to the physical party or, you know, if they would, that would have been a big investment. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is these are the things that going forward in the future, we can, we can supplement. Yes. I think supplement is a good word. So let's kind of strip back. You know, we talk, you talk about the lost art of connecting in the book. And I think, you know, your self-described serial connector, uh, the work you do connects businesses with social impact and movements. So I just want to get to the kind of like the roots. What are the main elements of connecting that you think are, are, are most fundamental? Sure. Well, the book actually has a methodology uh, and it is something that I actually put pen over the years. I was always asked, when are you going to write a book? When are you going to write a book? And I kept thinking the last thing the world needs is me babbling more than I already do. Um, but it became clear that yes, there was a methodology and, um, and it's something I have deployed or employed my entire life. And that is very much um, being um, introspective in terms of the community I want to build the people I want to surround myself with, the, um, in, the, the, the overlapping layers of making sure that I, I am gathering people that don't look and sound um, just like me and have, a very, you know, have differing opinions and backgrounds. Um, and once you do that, you can move to what I call the ask phase. And the ask phase is not what you think. It's not... Um, asking for things. It's <laughs> learning the art of the ask so you can find out what is important to others, what is meaningful to others, um, what is keeping others up at night. Um, and again, I want to I caveat that with it's not the fact that I'm suggesting you put others before you, but once you understand 
what is important to someone else, it allows you to do the do, which means you become indispensable, you become reliable, you become a person of trust. Because when you learn somebody needs something or is searching for something, if you can be helpful in helping that person find that, guess what? You become known as the person that gets the proverbial shit done. <laughs> and I will say that that is a good thing to be, whether um, you know in business most definitely, but also in your in your personal life. Yeah. Well, and 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 certainly, Susan, in that context, you are uh, a, a get shit doneer in in both personal and professional life. I can speak to both, um, and and always asking um, what you can do. So it's it's great. I think when we think about you know connecting in the world again, technology being what it is, the evolution of connection, and and we're seeing such a massive. I think a tidal wave is coming. Tidal wave is coming of mental health issues coming out of. COVID, the isolation, the stress, you know, we're seeing women, of course, dropping out of the workforce at numbers that we've never seen. I think we're hearing the term she session, um, you know, kids and teenagers, you know, are really suffering like never before from isolation, mostly connecting is actually a very human quality, right? I mean, perhaps it's the most human quality. So can we talk about the kind of the power and impact of connecting in, in, the, in the present moment and looking ahead? Well, sure. And in the research um, for the book, I learned that not only um, those of us who are deep, more deeply connected live longer, mm -hmm. um, but we also uh, advance professionally um, far more expediently. So um, in terms of, of why it's important to connect, the, those two, two reasons. Um, but you know, even before the pandemic, we were, as a country and globally, having epidemics of loneliness. Um, and for all ages, not just you, know, you think, oh, it's the elderly, but literally millennials, Gen Z, um, people feeling disconnected. Um, again, that goes back to the original thesis of my book, which was our over-reliance on technology. So right. I do think that there, there, the, the, the silver lining here is, and, and hopefully there'll be multiple silver linings, is that when we are finally back out, we are not going to be slaves to the technology. We will still, yes, as discussed, use tech, I mean, yes. And in fact, I read uh, an op-ed in the New York Times um, last night just about you know, will we really ever go back to so much travel when you can do a deal um, between New York City and Hong Kong much more, you know, much easier, much faster, much more, you know, yeah. yeah, and not, you know, ruining the, further ruining our, our global climate. So I, I, I do think that, again, this, this opportunity for reset will be a, a, literally a time to actually put this down yeah. and, and really focus when you're having conversations, really listen. Um, you know, it, it, it was amazing to me to discover just how pathetic we all are at listening. Mm. Uh, and, and if we actually listened more, how much more we would be not missing out on, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it just goes deeper. It's what you were talking about, that interweave of, of coming in and out of someone's life. The only way that really can happen at a deeper level is by listening and understanding where they are and, and meeting them there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and also knowing that it, 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 
I mean, we have to be realistic. I, I, I want to make sure people don't think that, you know, this is all about helping everyone else and never not, you know, grabbing the gas mask or whatever, the, the mask first to yeah. help yourself because you can't be helpful to others if, you, if you're not helping yourself first. But um, I do believe walking through life with the notion of being how you can be helpful to others is, is going to, first of all, make the world a better place. Um, but also, again, help you professionally and personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and it also gives a sense of purpose, which is an oft overused word now, but you can abide by your values. That way you can live, you know, kind of find a purpose more, more, more easily by connecting, uh, I think. So just in light of your work, because the work that you do is very fascinating. You have incredible clients. You know, you've been at it for, you know, the better part of now, you know, eight years, I think, if I'm not mistaken, McPherson Strategies. Um, tell, tell, where does connecting play in with the work that you're doing? You know, connecting businesses with social impact, connecting movements with, you know, communities, connecting, obviously, relationships between clients and colleagues. Well, First of all, the business probably wouldn't even have existed, uh, let alone flourished, if I hadn't been building meaningful, deep relationships for the 30 years of my professional career, um, well, 25 bef years before starting the business. In fact, looking back at eight years, 98% of our business has been inbound. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about you, Lisa, but that that's a pretty interesting statistic. Absolutely. Um, and it is, it is not because... I mean, let me back up. In my 20s, when I would take all those meetings and I would reach out to people and, and introduce myself um, and be helpful, I was not thinking at the time or not in the back of my mind, well, you know, I'm going to have a consultancy <laughs> in 30 years. I'm going to call on you and ask for your business because it wasn't even, I mean, talk about future. This was not even a speck on the universe in my, in my brain. Oh. I, I never would have imagined in a thousand years I would become an entrepreneur. Um, this is this is the fun part of life. We just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But um, you know, over the years, I was very um, involved to help build my community, to help do my proverbial networking in nonprofit organizations. Um, I found that to be a great way to actually meet people, learn about things that I didn't know about. So inevitably, that knowledge became almost like a CRM system in my brain, <laughs> and. And the connections of people in um, various uh, causes stuck with me. Um, and as I progressed uh, in, in the corporate side and in, in, in the for-profit world, um, I began to see how the two for-profits and nonprofits can actually work together very synergistically. Um, and this, of course, was long before corporate responsibility and ESG and social impact became common lexicons, right? Yeah. Um, but so I will say that all of that kind of pre-work has helped my company, um, our company. I mean, I, I, I have, I have 11 employees, um, who are remarkable and, and I certainly wouldn't be successful without them, mm -hmm. but has the, what has made our secret sauce, um, different from perhaps the many communications in firms out there that are extraordinarily um, successful and, and admirable is this network of deep, meaningful connections. So to me, it's proof in the pudding that it is worth investing in getting to know people. 
Absolutely. Um, and as we kind of start to think about wrapping, I think one interesting piece, the, the consultancy that you do run is a communications firm. What is the role of connecting in communications or communications in connecting? It's a really good question. I, I mean, you have to be able to listen which is all part of communications. You have to perfect the art of the ask. I mean, these are building blocks of communications, right? And this is something that we do every single day. When we launch an actual engagement, there is a great deal of upfront research, listening, learning that one has to do. And you do this in your business before you can even then get to the next phase of doing. Um, and you know, oftentimes um, part of the benefit that, that we bring is introductions to others, but you can't properly introduce somebody until you actually can almost, in the book I call it, be able to give somebody's Oscar speech. So, <laughs> and you, when I introduce you, Lisa, to a room, I will be very specific about talking about all of what differentiates you from 35,000 other people that I've met in my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it is definitely a superpower that you have. But uh, it's not, I mean, it's a superpower that other people can have, I assure you. Well, hopefully that's what your book is going to be teaching, which is for all of us, the lost art of connecting. Um, what would you say to anyone watching or listening uh, to Future of XYZ today who wants to become a better, you know, better at connecting and really find this future of connecting for themselves in a meaningful way? I would lead, I would suggest lead with how you can be helpful to others. It's a good one. And, and as you said before, if everyone were to do that, it would be a better world. So excellent. Well, Susan, thank you so much for joining Future of XYZ today. I'm really excited about your book. I wish I had my pre-ordered advanced copy here to hold up. I know you wish you had yours too. Um, but for everyone listening, uh, you can get the book. I'll make sure there's a link uh, in the post uh, at McGraw-Hill and obviously everywhere you get books. Uh, and if you don't already subscribe to Future of XYZ, you can do so on YouTube uh, and Spotify, Apple, everywhere where you get your podcasts and follow Future of XYZ on Instagram. Susan, thank you for your deep insights on the future of connecting. I look forward to connecting with you offline very, very soon. Thank you, Lisa. It's been a pure joy. And I just love that you have created this incredible, incredible show. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to The Future of XYZ. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow Lisa Grelnick on LinkedIn. Visit future-of.xyz or subscribe to The Future of XYZ podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.